one of the most common questions in the selling process is, what's your budget? How much are you looking to spend? And what we recommend doing is even if it's important to determine the budget of your potential customer, that you're doing it in a different manner than just asking directly, what's your budget? And there's a couple of reasons for it. First of all, clients are very, very sensitive to that question. First of all, because they hear it from every salesperson they talk to. And it's almost like a broken record. And the second thing is there's a defensiveness to that question. Like, why are you asking me? Are you challenging me? Are you questioning my ability to pay? Are you questioning whether I'm a deadbeat or not? Right? And that's how it comes across. In your mind, it's valuable for you as a salesperson to know what their budget is so you can appropriately select the right product or service so you're not wasting their time on the, on the wrong product. But really check yourself. And even though that's the justification you give to why you asked a question, it may be part of your sales training or your selling system. You want to really check yourself and, and ask yourself, why are you asking that question? Is it because you're really trying to help the customer or are you trying to help yourself? And it's a little bit of both, but in most cases, it's that reflex action, that fear action of the rejections. You know, if you're in most businesses, you might have, you know, 20, 30, maybe 40% closing ratio. Some businesses, you know, depending upon what you're selling, might have a 50% closing ratio. But even if you have a 50% closing ratio, half the people you talk to don't buy. And that's a rejection. And sometimes asking how much is your budget right off the bat at the beginning helps you soothe or defend yourself against that rejection later because nine times out of ten what is the rejection about what is the reason the customer tells you that they're not buying price too much cost too much cost too much we'll get to that later so asking how much is your budget how much you're looking to spend right off the bat seems like a good way to soothe that or defend yourself against it but in many cases it's counterproductive let me describe how you can still get the information but have it not be a confrontational or defensiveness method for you and for the customer because when the customer hears you say that they're getting defensive just like you are and they're hearing the defensiveness in you and in the fear that they're not going to buy because they can't afford it which maybe they can maybe they can't I'm gonna to flip to script. One of the things that we do as a in our different companies is we talk to salespeople and they try to sell us things. Could be advertising, could be technical platforms, could be um, you know other types of systems, any number of of products and services. And the question comes up almost every time. And here's what I tell the salesperson. Let's say it's advertising. Somebody says, "Hey, uh, you know what's your budget for the advertising?" Okay. Um, The way I address that is to describe to the salesperson that, look, for advertising, if the advertising makes me money, my budget is a million dollars. If it makes me two million dollars, my budget is a million dollars. If it makes me nothing, I can't afford a dollar. 
So, and I'll tell them, look, I get it. You know, you have to ask a question, what's my budget? But if it's something that makes me money as a company, I have an unlimited budget. There's no limit on how much money I want to make. So therefore, there's no limit on how much money I want to spend. But if it doesn't give me any benefit, doesn't make me any money, then my budget is zero. Then if it, if it costs a dollar, I can't afford it. It's too much because all it is is an expense. Now, that may not work for a non-business product, but use that as an example with your client if it is a business product. And we'll talk about consumer products momentarily. If you're selling somebody that is a business client that's using this for a benefit, maybe it's employment services, maybe it's um, some type of equipment, you can ask the person, how much more are you budgeting to make? How much more revenue are you looking to increase? What type of business development improvement are you looking for? Start with that. Start with their benefit first, not the cost. Because right away, if you're saying budget, you're talking about cost. And budget is almost like a cheapskate thing, like you know, budget rent-a-car, budget hotel, right? What's your budget? I'll put you on a budget. That's a cheap negative word. So don't use that word. Start with, well, what kind of increase in sales are you looking for? Uh, you're going to catch them off guard. And you may take a couple tries at that question. How much are you looking to increase your sales with this product? How much are you looking to increase your business with this service? And try to get a number out of them. Maybe a percentage. I'm trying to go up 20%. Great. That's a really good target. And you might even reference some of your prior clients. Yeah, we see our clients looking for those same type of improvements. So if you're looking to improve your business by 20%, we want to make sure you get a good return on your investment from this service. So what type of return are you looking for on that 20%? Meaning that for that 20%, how much can you afford to spend on the product? And afford is even a bad word, but um, how much of that 20% can be allocated to this product or service? And now you're backing into the numbers. You're using their profit projections to pay for your service. So it's not an expense anymore. Right? Now you could do the old trick of, you know, well, you know, if you spend 100 and you 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 sell something for 100, one sale makes your money back. Well, it's not actually the case because most businesses do have a cost and expense for the service. So if they sell 100 worth of product, they don't keep the whole 100. They got to pay you know, um, cost of sale, um, materials cost, maybe labor, maybe commissions, but you know, they they might have a 20 or 30% markup. So the customer is going to know already how much they can allocate to your product based on what they're going to potentially get from it. And you got to remember, that's the reason they're contacting you. Nobody likes to be talking to a salesperson. Nobody likes talking to a salesperson. I'm going to say that again. Nobody likes talking to a salesperson. The only reason they do it is because they're going to get some product information. They're going to get information they couldn't find on their own by looking at your website, watching YouTube videos, reading PDF files that either they couldn't get or it's too complicated. They just want to talk to you to get right to the point, ask direct questions. And that's okay. Use that as your, your foot in the door to be able to sell something. But realize that's all the reason they're calling you. They're not calling you to try to give you money. They're calling you to get information first. And the reason they're doing it is because they have a dream. 
they have some vision of using this service or product or whatever you're selling to get something good for them, especially if it's a business product and use that dream, ride the wave of that dream. Don't throw water on it by asking what's your budget? How look soon are you looking to buy and, and just start doing qualifying questions right off the bat. The, that dream that they have has momentum. They're envisioning something. That's why they picked up the phone and they started a conversation with a stranger that they know is going to try to sell them something that nobody wants to do. So there's a dream behind it. Keep that dream alive. Keep the energy of that dream motivated. Find out what it is. If it's a business, um, obviously, you know, the product is very, very beneficial to business clients. How do you envision this helping you? How would you best utilize it? Or what features would this have that would help you the most? How much would you make from that? Let's say it's a technical service that provides customer assistance, right? Let's say it's a, like an automated chat function for your website. Well, how would your customers like that? How many more sales would you get from it? How many less sales commissions could you pay from it? How many more qualified customers could get to your live sales staff because of this live chat? Find out what their dream is first. Let them tell you what they think first. Let them tell me what they think your product does. Maybe it doesn't do it, right? What, what do you want to accomplish with this? How would you use this? Because they already have in their mind a vision of how this is going to work and what it's going to do for them. Get that vision in your head first because that'll paint you the roadmap for how to sell it. Once you have that, then you can find out, well, what's, how is it going to benefit you? Well, you're going to get more sales. Excellent. How many more sales do you think you'd be able to get from this? Now, once you go into that territory, they're going to know that now you're fishing. Now you're, you're, you're trying to get sensitive information because they know where you're going with it, right? So be very um, diplomatic about it. Look, I'm not trying to pry into your business, but, you know, we just want to know how, how much is this going to help you? Because, you know, we've developed this product to really help businesses and we want to know how it would help you. So how many more sales do you think you get from this in your business? Well, we could probably sell five more a day. Great. Um, so and immediately do math and you be able, you got to be able to multiply anything by 30 in your head, any number by 30, if not get a calculator. So we could get five more sales a day. Great. It looks like from what I've seen on your webpage, your sales are about a hundred bucks. Yep. So five more sales a day, that's 15,000 a month, right? 500 times 30 days, 15,000 a month. You got to be able to multiply anything by 30 in your head when you're selling to a business. Great. 15,000 a month. So that's like, let me see, that's almost $200,000 a year, isn't it? 180, 170, something like that. Man, that's pretty good. So how much of that can be allocated to a product that helps you do that or that enables you to do that? And there's an, there's an, an answer to that, right? If it, if it makes you 15000 a month, you can't spend 15000 a month on it because you broke even. 
You can't obviously can't spend twenty thousand a month on it because you lose money. You probably can't even spend ten thousand a month to make fifteen because you have to pay all the other expenses that go along with delivering that service for this company. But there's a number. And sure, the customers kind of shave and lowball that number. Well, maybe only a thousand a month. Okay, now you're onto something. Now you have a number that's not a budget. It's not a limit. It's a financial calculation. And there's a big difference because now you're collaborative with that principal, with that client. You're not fighting over a budget. You're collaborating with them. And the bottom line is that you're, either your product, you know, costs that much or it doesn't. Right? If it's only worth a thousand, you know, a month for them to make fifteen, well, maybe your product costs four thousand a month. Well then it ain't gonna work. Right? But you're gonna have to find that out anyways. If you ask them right off the bat how much can you spend, they may not have done that math in their head fully, or they might just be throwing a number out there. How many times when you ask somebody a budget, does it seem like they're spinning a roulette wheel and just picking a number out of thin air, like wheel of fortune? Right? It's not a real number. I'll prove that point. How many times do you ask somebody a budget and they give you a number and five hours later, five days later, five weeks later when they buy, their budget turned out to be way different, either way less than they said or way more than they said. So asking that number right off the bat is, to me, a fool's errand because you're, it's not going to help you any. It's just going to demoralize you thinking that you can't do it. And what do you say if they say a number that's too low? Well, you know... You're unrealistic. You can't buy a car for that much money. You can't buy a truck for that much money. Right? You can't buy a house for that much money. You got to raise your budget. You're not even 30 seconds with that customer and you're already fighting with them over budget. Don't do that. Maybe you're selling a house. Excellent. What would be the benefit of this house to you? How is this new house going to benefit you? Consumer product. Well, better schools, shorter commute. Uh, bigger yard, whatever the things are, the reason they want to do it. I don't have to live in a in a apartment anymore. I don't have to pay rent. There's benefits to it, right? Got a new job, great. Those are all good reasons. So how how are those benefits going to help you, right? And what can you allocate towards having those benefits? Basically the same idea. It's a little bit different when it's a consumer product because it's not purely money, but some of it is money if you don't have to pay rent. If you don't have to travel as far to work, if you have a better job, right? If you don't have to put your kids in private school because the schools are better or whatever, there's reasons for it. You know, you you have a two-car garage, you don't have to leave a car outside, right? There's benefits to it. How much can you allocate to that? Different than how much is your budget. So I get it. The how much is your budget question is ubiquitous in sales. It's some one of the first tools out of the toolbox. If nothing else, if you ask that question in a different way than the typical stereotype salesperson, you're going to differentiate yourself from everybody else because you talk to 9 or 10 or 15 salespeople and everybody asked it except you, you're going to be the one person they're going to remember that didn't ask what's your budget. Whether it's subconscious or conscious, the person will... will um, it will have an effect on them, right? They'll respond to that formally or informally. Some salespeople we know that do this in a different way, they get told directly. One of them got a, a card saying, I'm, I'm glad you didn't ask me what my budget was. 
in so many words. So you got to find out, right? You want to make sure that you're on the right product with the customer. I get it. You don't want to be off on a fool's errand trying to sell somebody a million dollar house when they can afford a 250 house. Or, you know, if you're trying to sell them, um, you know, a $10 million manufacturing piece of equipment when they need a $100,000 lathe, right? You have to make sure it's close, but you don't have to ask directly. You can ask first what what we're talking about. What is your business like? How is this going to help you? If you ask them, you know, how, how much is this going to improve your business? And they say 5%. And in terms of dollars, that's going to improve their business 50,000 a year. You're not going to sell them a $10 million machine to make 50,000 a year. Maybe you sell them a $10,000 machine or $15,000 machine. But the other thing is then you'll know when it comes to product presentation and features and benefits, you'll know which features and benefits to key in on. Look, I'll bet whatever you're selling, whether it's a house, a car, financial advice, services, there's a hundred different things you could say good about your product or service. There's a list, as long as your arm, of the, of the benefits and features. There's probably a data sheet you have, a brochure, a manual, that has all the features and benefits of what you're selling. You probably have time to to talk about 10 or 15 and maybe really key in on two or three major ones. How are you going to pick? If you're going to have three things that are important from that list of 100, you have a 3% chance of those things being the exact ones that that customer needs to hear about. If If you're doing it randomly, if you're just guessing. So usually, which ones do you as a salesperson usually pick out to talk about? The ones you like. The ones are easy to remember, the ones that maybe your manager went over in the management meeting, maybe the ones that the trainer told you about when you were trained. Why not pick out the ones that make a difference to the customer? Don't pick out the ones that make a difference to you because the customer doesn't care about you. And the only way you're going to find that out is not asking them which features and benefits are you most interested in. What the hell do they know? They don't know which features they're interested in. Ask them how they're going to use it. You know, one of the questions that I used to love hearing a salesperson talk about is, even if it's a small product, after you take delivery of this blank, after you get this car, house, report, product, data sheet, we had a a client that sells $50 um, research reports about real estate, just a little data sheet, kind of like a Carfax for real estate. doesn't matter how big or little it is. First question you ask is, when you get your report, What's the first thing you're going to do with it? When that report comes in your email inbox, what's the first thing you're going to do with it? Now you get back to that customer's dream. Now they're talking about in their head into you what they're going to do with it. I can't wait to get it because I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, now you know what the features are you're going to talk about in product presentation, don't you? So let that customer's dream be the energy behind your sale. You don't have to sell anything. You don't have to lift the rock up the hill. The customer already is picturing the rock up the hill in their head. All you have to do is let them carry it up there. They're afraid to do it because they're afraid of getting ripped off. They're afraid of paying too much. They're afraid of making a, uh, a mistake in decision, right? Because they know they're talking to a salesperson that you're not looking out for them. You just want to make a sale. Okay, that's fine. Own it. But let their dream of 
the result be the energy that carries the day. That way you don't have to fight to pull them up the hill. They're already wanting to get there anyways. Don't make it hard for them by asking, what's your budget? How soon are you looking to buy? Be more clever than that. Be more professional than that. Not that you're not a professional, but compared to the others, be more sophisticated. Doesn't take any more time. Doesn't take any more effort. It just takes a different approach. It's actually easier because you're not fighting the customer. You're not trying to pull teeth. You're trying to get the customer to talk about things they already want to talk about, not things they don't. 30 seconds into a call, they don't want to be talking about what's their budget. That's a personal question. It's very personal. It's like asking somebody how much money you have in the bank. If you ask them how much money they have in the bank, they're immediately going to put up walls around themselves against you. If you ask them, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get this thing? What's your benefit from this? How much is your business going to benefit from this? How much growth in your company do you want to get? And there's your sale. Customer selling themselves. They already kind of sold themselves because they called you. You just have to grease the runway. In fact, a lot of sales happen in spite of a salesperson, not because of the salesperson. So just let it happen. Most of the time it's going to happen anyways or not. You're probably not going to do anything. There's some good closers that can sell ice to an Eskimo. I get it. But that's not what you want to do because it's hard work. Even if you can do that, it's hard to sell ice to an Eskimo every time. Do it the easy way. Sell ice to the guy in the desert that already knows he needs the ice. You don't need to ask him how much is his budget for ice. He doesn't have a budget for ice. He wants the ice. So if you have somebody who really doesn't need your product and they just thought they did, maybe they misunderstood it, that's okay. You're going to run into that sometimes. Asking them how much their budget is isn't going to change whether they need it or not. Either they need it or they don't. Either it fits what's going to benefit them or it doesn't. So you don't have to etch that out up front. Go through the motions a little bit. Unless you literally have 10 phone lines ringing in the background that you just can't get to all the calls, why not spend some time talking to somebody? You're not really wasting your time. What are you going to do otherwise? Play Facebook? Look, not to make it harsh or not to make it rude. You know, I know sales is a tough operation. It's a tough activity. You have to deal with people all the time that don't know what they're talking about, that, you know, are scared and and their fear comes across as being rude sometimes. Their fear comes across as being um, put-offing, off-putting to you. But that's part of the deal. But you can disarm a lot of that and you can dilute a lot of that by not being the traditional salesperson they just got off the phone with and said hey what's your budget have fun hope you sell a bunch